it's been 60, 50 years of the sex positive, psychedelic coquettes, and we're going to celebrate that um, with a lot of music and fun and theater and a live piano performance here in the studio here at Mutiny FN. So I'm not going to give it all away, but it's going to be so fun. So keep listening and uh, we're going to entertain you. Paul has something hopefully a little bit queued up. How's it going, Paul? Absolutely. And I know they just kind of maybe if you guys are just tuning in to iTunes, Stitcher or any of those apps, you guys are just missed uh, the intro. Say it again for us. What show are we on? Sexploration with Monica and the Edge of Insanity. That's right. And we're really excited to have uh, members of the Cockettes. And the Cockettes are golden. That's right. It's going to be Saturday, January 4, 2020 at the Victoria Theater here in San Francisco. And no, there are no tickets available. <gasps> they oh, are sold, sold out. out. Oh, So snap. that's right. Find your local scalper and get your tickets now. <laughs> So we're going to play a little bit of this. This is great. This is right from Hot Greeks. And this is all about Ooh, Hot Greeks. We're going to go right Greeks. into that. Yay. Right. I love this show. Dr. Aristotle said that form shouldn't be frenetic. And furthermore, we've also read our play should be poetic. Sophocles, Euripides wrote tragedies. But Aristophanes wrote comedies. Comedies, Aristophanes. Aristophanes wrote comedies. He's the bee's knees, Aristophanes. He was a here live in studio and i'm really excited to be back again with you i know it's the holiday season and everything but i'm really excited to have i'm back with my friend monica thomas 
Yeah, I've got some apple butter. Made it from my tree. Oh, made with for love. For Christmas. That's right. Made with love. Now, um, we've got a couple great people here in studios, and they're so representing exciting. the show we were just yeah. talking about, the Cockettes, um, and also the Thrill Peddlers. We have mm -hmm. a, little bit of the, a little bit of the Thrill Peddlers and the revival mm -hmm. stuff. But uh, joining us today, we have uh, DJ Dank. Hello, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Thank you for being had. And Bertie Bobwatt, how are you doing? I'm good. Hi. Hi. How are you today? We're I'm very so happy. Thanks excited. for excited. Even I'm... though it's a, a dark, dismal day outside, kind of misty and rainy, it's so gorgeous to drive over the bridge and knowing that we're doing this beautiful show in the city of San Francisco. Well, you know, it, it, we're sitting on the edge of. 2020 yeah which is i mean you a know new decade it's orwellian but that went yeah. out in 1984 <laughs> totally there's no one's you know yeah i know it feels like the future doesn't it it's like oh my gosh this is the 50th anniversary of the cockettes that's exciting Amazing. it's the uh the 50th uh, anniversary of the summer of love and yeah and again it is the 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 turning of the of the decade, right. the turning of a, uh, in some ways, a century. Mm -hmm. At least it was thought of in the 1970s. You know, yeah. everything was going to be different from well, now on. Well, it is different. And it is different. But it's different, of course, in different ways in, than we yeah. always anticipated. We were like, yeah, mm. flying cars. But the, no, what's the really happening is... The universe does that to you. It yeah. gives you what you ask for. But <laughs> yes. sometimes... We do have driverless cars, different. but we're... Yeah, like it. Right. Like the, right. the queering has matured, I think, in the culture. And people are starting to be transgender at work and really talk about transgender rights. And oh, Very much so. I think that's so beautiful and exciting. And of course, it feels like, wow, that took forever. 50 right. years? Oh, my gosh. You know, the Cockettes were doing it just, just to do it. They, were, they yeah. were gender fluid before that concept was even thought of or Invented. given a title. That's yeah. just what they did. Yeah, right. a lot of these terms so. we talked about prior to the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it wasn't for people... Like sex positive, for Yeah, example. being sex positive mm -hmm. was one of them. A yeah. lot of these terms were not coined. It was just, it became... Uh, common nom like, nomenclature, a way kind of, of the, life. The thing of what, yeah, yeah, a way exactly. of life, a thing of happening. Yeah. And so, and, and it's now, look at this. Like you said, it's 50 years later. Um, trends, some trends come back around, like clothing, right? But some things never die. Well, in addition to identity and expressing yourself really isn't a trend. I mean, people still, I imagine, stick to it. It's just that with the ways that the political system and you know what's accepted in the dominant culture well, does shift and and swing back and forth but we're always moving ex inexorably forward well, like even though we have trump in office today we have the the option to have a non-identity yeah, exactly. and that never happened before you yeah. either were a or b right you know it was binary very binary mm -hmm. and and if you weren't binary you're expunged you were right. you were you know driven to the fringes which mm -hmm. are are great because a lot of good things happened on the yeah. fringes a lot of art a lot of art a lot of art and the with the coquettes they were originally part of the commune system that mm -hmm. sprung up in the summer of love mm -hmm. it's in the late 60s and uh their particular household was the cauliflower 
cauliflower commune was part uh, was responsible for entertaining everyone right and there were there was one house that made the food for everyone right and there was oh, one cool. house that took care of all the finances and everyone's ssi mm. checks were sent oh. to that particular address and and you know, and and they took care of those things. And oh there was wow! That, you know, a really kind so they of had teams of detail management stuff. Right, right. Oh, well, cool. you know, it's it's we're all. I don't know. There's an interesting trend in in the modern age for us to, you know, in the, in the old days you lived at your parents' house forever, maybe. You know, right. you inherited it. Now mm-hmm. we all, once you're a certain age, you have to get your own house. Right. You have to get your own, you know what I mean? You have yeah. to go out and then And the dual your income own, families. You know, and, and so then, uh-huh. yeah, so then it you becomes. You have to buy your own box, get your own washing machine. All that, all mm-hmm. of that, you know, all and I think it's great stuff. for consumer culture. Exactly. Well, it's, but, like, it's like George Carlin actually coined the term, my stuff. You know, it just it right. came with collective. Now when people are going backwards, they're going to being to minimalists. Yeah. You know, they'd right. rather live in a eight by eight room in the middle of nowhere with just a little bit of water and facilities and a book. Well, and they want to have that in the city, right? Well, Walking no, distance not to everything. Not, not certainly. I think well, a lot of people, sure. because a lot of. But the, the majority. You know how, like, we're invading the rainforest. I think mm-hmm. uh, people are gentrifying mm-hmm. our neighborhoods that right. way, and they're changing. The way the like the commune system here in the Haight Ashbury, you just spoke of a very, very uh, systematic and collective community that came together and were able to pull their resources and able to figure out whose strengths were what, and by working together, and so a lot of that has gone by the wayside. A lot of people are so. Um, involved in their devices or their own lives that they don't look well, we're outside a very of that. individual culture like we don't often do the whole family i mean we're starting to see a lot of that in polyamory like people do like chosen families and so right. for well, sure, yeah. the holidays in our culture the drag family or whoever exactly family you choose um mm-hmm. over not over but uh, to include what Even what, what, in what family you have now, as well right mm-hmm. but a lot of times because you were rejected by your family for being so weird um i'm using finger quotes when i'm saying <laughs> weird i mean because we're making choices that the dominant culture doesn't approve of so sometimes your parents right. don't approve of your choices and well, it's that, so nice to be accepted and like spend the holidays with chosen family well the, the the chosen family thing didn't really happen until the big influx to the cities mm. where suddenly you had workmates you had you know f- people who lived in your apartment buildings and you had an extended family mm-hmm. and you had the you know uh, the capacity for them to accept you in different ways than mm-hmm. your a natural family might. So that kind of sprung out of that. So mm-hmm. it's very, very urban and certainly lovely that in the in '69 there was that structure. It wasn't without its uh, um, problems. Of course, there's you know, always and, darkness and, that and we're like, oh, what can we learn from the shadow? You mentioned well, yeah. President Orange earlier. Yeah, yeah. well, we had Nixon. Certainly that that. Uh, they, uh, one of the hibiscus, who's sort of the messianic uh, leader of the coquettes, mm. you know, in a lot of ways, uh, came to the commune because he was uh, um, asked to leave a different area. 
Oh, really? He was he was far too unbridled and free of spirit to <laughs> deal with the the structure of that household. Well, wow. and, and, and didn't he, he end up going and making his own sect? Kind of. What was it? The name of the well, people again? It, he well, he uh, started the Coquettes, and then after that, they transferred over to the Angels of Light. The mm-hmm. Angels of Light. Light. Thank you. Because they right. didn't. They were more about doing shows rather than making any kind of profit or money or, right. or career type thing it was more about the monetary spontaneous art at all right. times being everything and you can't record it and make it you know, worth anything ah, but it's, it's worth being there only anti-commodification pretty much yeah, yeah which is Very great nice i so. respect that of it's course you know in san francisco in 2020 you really can't do that because well i we mean c- we also want to archive it yes well, of course can, of course well, back in those days you could probably get like a whole giant san francisco flo- uh, 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 building right. in the in in the in, in somewhere for like 250 dollars a week exactly. work, right. and Rumi, then put 25 people into it exactly so. rumi misabu also uh does believes in that and uh, does is part of the howl festival every year in new mm-hmm. york mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and so it's a, fr- a free event there so he and very elaborate wonderful performance mm, I bet. so it, the, you know there is still that but it did become uh an, an issue i think that 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 broke things apart after a and, while yeah you know after after a while because right. it's like oh well, we can't we can't buy all this glitter and lashes and fabulous stuff without some money yeah and exactly. then you know uh, and then, money isn't important but it is sometimes necessary well it's uh, it's that i i think it's one of the reasons why the story of the coquettes is very seminal right is because it is that that dance between doing it because it's art mm-hmm. and, and i love it and uh, you know and then doing it because you gotta make a buck and you totally. got rent due or you're I gonna think pay we all have you. that struggle oh yeah very much so you know but you yeah, have to choose it, between your values and then your art and also capitalism like are you gonna dance to the capitalist song well and it's an eternal struggle right because oh, yeah. a lot of us especially any kind of artist you really still have your feet planted firmly in that grass pad i should be able to do this and i'm doing it for the love of the I'm, game yeah, yeah. Right? It's not uh, like we're like raking in the cash with sexploration with Monica and the edge of insanity. Well, and then <laughs> well I know a change is falling out of my pocket, Monica. I have enough at least to put in your meter for the next 10, 15 minutes. There you so go. That's good. And that's what well, many... that's just called getting by for the moment, and that's how you do it. You right. know, you're an artist. Exactly. I have like four or five different jobs. Many that felt I do. that exactly. it, was a, uh, it was a sacred thing. Yeah, it is. And, right? that, it is. and that being being sacred to take money for it was a profanity it was a sin mm. in itself yeah, i can see yeah. that but i'm also like well oh uh, yeah not me i mean you can believe <laughs> no, anything you'll, you'll, take, you'll, you'll take okay. a, you'll Says take a 20 dollar bill off the floor and the you know it's okay the, to, sure it's, okay if it's not doing a, anything it needs a company I'll yeah, help if, it. If, yeah if it's not claimed oh, poor thing. you know well i think you can be a starving artist but you still got to be alive to say the word starving artist True. Right. Well, True. So you, you got to be eating your pork and much. beans out of a can but or I guess, something. Yeah, and I think right. also that point of view is different. Fifty years different down the line in San Francisco, and we're in the middle of this oh, tech the, revolution. It's so you know, you're hard talking about to buy a house you're, here. You were talking about communes uh, supplying food. Yeah. I mean, so now in that, and so in that context, does that mean now that like Grubhub is our commune? 
I mean, Grubhub I mean, you know, is $15. No, that's selling they out to the man. I'm just saying, you know, in this culture now, is that the um, closest thing we you have go to relate? Out, you go out at night and see what's going on, or even on the weekend when it used to be a lot more people. And, and basically now people are like getting on their bus and going and. Going well, to their uh, corporate place and eating their corporate food and coming back and going upstairs, exactly. ordering they food, playing video games, smoking weed, and going to bed and we, not going out and participating. So that's a different to, kind of um, um, atmosphere that you're in. Mm-hmm. You used to be able to find a, a you know some place that was a, like a, an empty storefront and have your rock and roll band playing it, but now you couldn't. Yeah. You know well, it'd I mean? be easy to find the empty storefront. Well, it would yeah. be that, but they wouldn't let Isn't you play the sad. rock and roll band. <laughs> yeah, because there would be Noor's ordinances. Right. And, we would and, have to, and the thing is, you, then you get yeah, caught up in having to get all kinds of event permits uh-huh. event and permits insurance and coverage and, oh my and God. Yeah, workers' so comp. Look at, look at the difference. Okay, so there's so many opportunities in just in San Francisco proper. You were just talking about empty storefronts places with uh you know uh meat paper up on the packaging paper up on oh, the, yeah. and it says for lease that have been there for years. years back in the day you would be able to go up to the owner and go hey man you want to make a little money on a thursday night can we do a party can we do a party can we have a gig <laughs> you know it'd be yeah. like let's do it right. there's so many and opportunities it's, it's different well and, and, and there's so many more artists now yeah. well but yeah. then then and and i'm not to did bring things down but then you had something like the ghost fire the ghost oh, fire yeah. you know that, fire. and that's mm-hmm. and that and that was i i don't i my roommate had been there you know yeah. and knew the and all the people well, and and it was quite a what a horrible itself. situation we're yeah. in that kind of situation we don't have people living in our studio we have but i mean we don't have people living well, in San our Francisco. studio right but we've had people we've had people that have had to pull up a stage you know pull up a pallet and, right, and rest for right. the night and we've had people from out of town. We we actually host a uh, an event every year that brings like I think a hundred different artists from all around around the country and the world. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we absolutely we're we're still one of those people. You walk into our establishment, we still have the you know the the the. Uh, the rugs on the floor, the you know, the, the tapestries on the wall. Right. We're still trying to represent independence here, but well, it's, it's a the, struggling thing. It's a co-op. Like people right. actually participated in the construction of this studio. Right. Well, and know? once again, it uh, to a certain extent. I mean, I know you are, but you're not for profit. Right. Do you know that profit com- comes into the into the yeah. play. Having no, done a lot um, of things with, money the, involved. with the thrill peddlers, mm-hmm. the uh, you know they had a, a lovely space, uh, uh, which which was uh, donated it to really a certain extent. Underneath the freeway, but kind of. They also paid it was called the Hippodrome. Yeah, the that's right. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, you know, and so much there. But I mean, again, it, it's it's kind of like you didn't you didn't have the money to come in and like they're doing now and completely renovate you know mm-hmm. the theater and rip things out and put things in and all right. that kind of stuff you know so it, it maintained itself very nicely it was a fun place to be but it, it was that I don't know it was kind of to me the old sort of San Francisco that you saw a lot the of hypnodrome? Well, very much the so. hypnodrome or mm-hmm. and it was the modern in San Francisco the old San Francisco's ver- it was the modern early 2000s version of old San Francisco well even right. even Mutiny FM is not like the wine bars of the Castro no no, no. which to me seemed very foreign I mean you know God love them for being there because well, there's yeah. not things there but it's not right. to me that kind of crunchy hodgepodge 
you know, yeah, uh, uh, where things are literally just stapled to the wall. Everything yeah. is like you uh-huh. know, there's Christmas Eclectic. trees hanging upside yeah. down, and <laughs> everything is kind of like. Yeah. Well, if, if we have a Christmas tree upside down, it probably has a joint or something hanging oh, from it. So no. that's probably so. it's like mistletoe with something else on it or something else. Mistletoe, but, I can see. Yeah, there you go. So, but okay, let's go back a little bit as far as the inception. This all started with. Wanting to go to the midnight movies. In 1972? Really? No, 69. 69. 69. It started, um, um, there was a um, midnight movie thing going on. And do you remember the story on this completely? I kind of do. But go for it. Go for you, it. Well, you, could, right. you could you you could be sage and tell everyone. Oh. But um, uh, well, you can correct me if I get it wrong. Okay. S- yeah. Sebastian mm-hmm. was running the midnight movies over at the palace. Correct. It was in North Beach. In North Beach. Uh-huh. And I think it used to be called the Pagoda Palace, but I think they dropped the. Pagoda Ooh, you know palace. something? But I don't, I don't know, know. But I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't hate, hold it to you. I hate to be. No, uh, no, right. like, uh, but anyhow, long story short. He asked Hibiscus to bring a couple of his friends. Yeah. To to, perf- to you know to perform a kick line and yeah, do a little something something for the show. Something something, and of course in the theater because mm-hmm. they would oh, do okay. these midnight they would do these midnight movies, and it was always the old musicals well, like cool. Fred Astaire and stuff like oh, that. So lovely. everybody would go and get high. Yeah. Or and hang out. They were art films that wouldn't show in other places, like mm. B films or whatever. Well, like a lot of or your underground. Um, uh, John Waters film. Uh, there oh, you go. Because cool. we were just thinking about John Waters and yeah, Divine yeah. and that whole they, time. Uh, you know, now you can now you can show him in your living room if you want. But at right. the time, it was all coming out. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, no one wanted to see. Yeah, Kenneth Anger. No one wanted to see like anybody eat dog poo on stage. So it was at at a you know that the midnight movie. And right. Went, you know. Like they still do with Rocky Horror, well, which see, was, that was always considered a blue film in a way. Well, and it's see, not funny. Yeah, I know it's yeah. so PG now. I know it is. Well, and then it's you their l- big white underpants. You're like, ah. Well, you look at things like that. You look at you look at Rocky Horror. Don't you think that was kind of a lend? Wasn't that a kind of an homage to the Cockettes? It was definitely an homage to the style that the Cockettes were starting. I mean, right. they didn't have the I glitter beards or any of the more hippie aspects of it. But it was definitely glam. It was, it was kind of the glam version. I mean, I think it had more to do with glam rock. There mm-hmm. is a rumor. And a gl- again, a gleam I think of I'm the glam. Be, but then again, you know, the Cockettes kind of like influenced a little bit of glam too. There, I mean, it was all, there is a it was all happening at the same was. time. I mean, you look at 69, what glam happened in 72, 73, so... You know. Birdie Bob, what was the rumor? I was gonna, the rumor. The rumor was that Richard O'Brien had come to San Francisco and mm. seen the Cockettes. Yeah, I cock see. And, so there was and, some seminal. But that that I mean, Rocky Horror chooses a, from a lot of different sources. Sure, right. I mean, sure. To, to say right. it's you know. But they all love the old musicals. I mean, the Cockettes. Right. If you listen to the, a lot of the music from the Cockettes musicals, C- certainly the they're same. very informed mm-hmm. by the '30s and '40s musicals from Hollywood. But then they're infused with their own brilliant uh, lyrics, and most of them are completely filthy. Well, yeah. hold, hold on. But in the most e- charming way. Even yeah. the name. Oh. The Cockettes derives from the Rockettes. Yeah, right. they said it's gonna be just a natural kind of. Of course, it's the Cockettes. Yeah, that was right. the high kick line that started it all. Right, and, and that so. will be actually that you know, that anniversary will be next what Tuesday or uh, New Year's Eve will be the actual true anniversary. See, and I and I can uh, get along. I could totally go with the fifty year anniversary. I'm fifty two. So I was born in the summer love, not conceived in the summer love, but I was born in the summer love, mm-hmm. and so I, I have a, I definitely have one foot in that era, 
and one foot right here with you guys, but it's 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 funny. <laughs> well, you know, and I'm similarly similarly aged. And the thing is about it is is that I mean we can all say this. We all grew up during the sexual revolution from the time of like mm-hmm. ni- right. Look at the time you were when you were like you know 1970 started all the way to 1980. That was a sexual revolution. Yeah, and I, I mean, was a young. I saw it all. I was upset. You know, we were all exposed to it all. You just couldn't really understand it as much. Yeah, but for um, sure. it was definitely an era to well, grow up during. No, I'm yeah. I'm ageless. So right. I'm not saying my age. Well, no, no, I mean, the number is not that meaningful. No, it's but not. It, it, we've had these experiences, and thank God, you know, for me, it was like, ooh, born after birth control and the electric toothbrush. <laughs> yes! So right. exciting. I mean, the gifts that we've received in social change since well then oh gifts gifts are you know it it's uh, are are we becoming too privileged now is that i mean we all expect so oh my god christmas expect like a fast internet connection every moment of our lives i know yeah you know what i mean come on it doesn't work i'm like why didn't you texted me back yeah i just texted you Well, like, even, even just the there? commercialism that you just spoke of, when you think about Christmas, we just finished Christmas, everybody's just getting gifts to put things under trees. Oh, yeah. I still right? That. They should also just have that little... Not that, everyone. You can choose to do something Well, different. you can't. No, you have to be inventive. You have to. But there's people that are just, hey, let's just put something, put a bow on it, put a package around it, let's mm. put it underneath the tree. Yeah. You might as well put it in a pipe, a little super pipe that says, dump it to crump it, because it's going to go all the way up there to the Grinch at this point. Yeah. I'd much rather be weed anyway. <laughs> unless it's great. Well, yeah, unless it's weed and then it's going to be used, right? Yeah, you that's, got, that's, that's you the got gift some apple butter on all levels. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Maybe yeah. that's the more practical thing than the than the getting someone bling is to get them something. But that's more of an artist's informative yeah. point of view is to make a little something to give away uh, to your friends. Well, see, there you know. go. It's I think it's about sharing your love. I, you know, the Cockettes were sharing their art and entertainment. Uh, my my partner here in crime is sharing her her apple butter. Well, I don't want those apples to go to waste either, and I have such an abundance and i want to appreciate the gifts Definitely. that nature is giving us and who doesn't and, love apple butter oh right. and it's so delicious and spotty <laughs> but i mean so so and you can't make something like that and just have a, a growl on your face i'm gonna fuck it apple no, butter no, you're you're usually in a pretty good mood <laughs> right no yeah, or, you're like or, this is fun Yay. Or, God damn it, he asked for apple butter again this year. I'm like, I'm going to make an apple butter. <laughs> My mom makes fudge for everyone. I wouldn't do it if she I does. didn't well, want to do it. She loves doing right. that. Yeah, she, she does. And she feels so guilty if she goes, she's like, has to go buy, drive back to buy my brother's. And she's like, I might as well drive the extra hour to actually go back to the house. I forgot his. And I'm like, just take mine. Oh, just UPS mine yeah. back. Take, give me when you get home. Just UPS his. No, that was going to be his don't to me. Spend and, an hour in the car, mom. Just to go give. Me, I didn't know I was going by. Then don't go by there. No. Yeah. <laughs> it shows how much she means to her, though. Well, you know? no, that's it's what I her mean. Expression. That right. is her expression. That's the way we do it. And so, yeah. leading back, all all roads lead back to the Cockettes and, and the Victoria Theater. This Saturday, January fourth, is right it's around the right corner. around the corner. Yeah. Wow. Do you think that there's a possibility of another show or something else? Well, I mean, is there more given, opportunities? Given for the people? logistics of the number of people we have involved mm-hmm. and the guest stars we have involved and all the everything that's going on. It's going to be like a, pretty much a one-hit wonder that night. Right. Um, hopefully, after the 30th, we will be looking to see if we can release any tickets. 
Nice. That, so we will let people know on that. Uh, but, um, you know, hopefully maybe down the line we can come up with another concept of it and re reemerge it someplace else. But no, this is going to be it for, for, for this for is, the, it. this is a big th- celebration Got it. Well, and we contemplated having a second show and it's just going to be a lot. What right. about trying to inspire the new generation? Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping some kids come in there and see it and be able to like go, I'm taking, you know, the thing about it is, I mean, look at it. Uh, the Cockettes were coming up when we had like, you know, tensions in our, in our country, mm-hmm. racial tensions, mm-hmm. f- uh, females, gays, black, mm-hmm. everybody was marching for their rights. We had a, mm-hmm. we had a, we had a president in the, in the, in, in, in the power we hated. We were in a war we didn't want, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this is, well, I can't relate to that at all. Not at all. <laughs> so I don't see why kids couldn't see why the Cockettes were saying the big, you know, fuck you to, the establishment that is telling him what to do. Well, and here it is, San Francisco. I know it's not 1969 anymore, but gosh, damn it, we're in we're in a, a social and 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 emotional revolution right now here in San Francisco. A lot of artists, you know, this here's our battle cry. We need you to be a cockette here in San Francisco. Exactly. Right? We need you to carry the torch forward to the new generation. This is the, you know, they do it all the time. What, every four or five years they regenerate the the Saturday Night Live people, right? Mm -hmm. We need you. We need you to pass this torch. And there's plenty of people out there to express themselves. Even the people that have been on my show. Even the people that we've shared here. Mm -hmm. There's so many people that express themselves through this type of art. You know, we were talking about, uh, what was it, Club Fugazi. You know, there's a venue. I hear they've got paper up on the wall that says ready to lease. You know, there's there's plenty of venues here in San oh, Francisco. Yeah. There's plenty of Yeah, and there's all those empty churches. <laughs> there's empty there everything. Go. Right. <laughs> well, I just threw a bondage dinner in an empty cathedral. That's, so. well, see, that was pretty fun. At least you got to take advantage of that. I mean, exactly. I keep on saying at some point the tourism industry is going to be left with like giving a tour of closed buildings and neighborhoods in San Francisco. Well, what For a city so successful. Yeah. Like, uh, alleged, we're just transitioning. Allegedly. Yeah, we are in a major transition, yes. Right. I, I, it's like, what's, what they call like ultra gentrification because mm. we've, we've double gentrified over the last few years to where the people that got gentrified up one group Getting got gentrified, gentrified and now we're in a third one yeah and so woo but then again i mean you everyone's know, but, moving to oakland but you can see the artists are still yeah. holding on i mean yeah. you know where you know um when i started producing shows with scrumbly and doing shows with with birdie yeah. and reaching out to the more of the san francisco underground we i realized that it's still there we're still there right. you can't get rid of all of us you yeah, know, exactly. and art and art will and some flourish of us are like, I'm in just deepest, saying. darkest times. So, yeah. you know, that's one of the things about art. If you have something to fight against, it makes your art even more pointed and relevant, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, that's great. I mean, again, I, I just really look forward to this. I hope this isn't kind of the end of this. I, hopefully, this is just lighting. You know, catching the spark that you know lights I'm the flame. I'm right man. there to fan the flame. I got I got cameras rolling when that show starts. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna. You know, there's all kinds well, yeah. of possibilities of continuing, but the coquettes are not done. No, I mean this is the beginning. I mean, in a way, maybe this is a rallying cry for a new generation there to go. get involved. And what go. have the thrill peddlers been working on lately? I know they well, sh- uh, they closed the hypnodrome. Right. Well, it's funny because what happened was was the hypnodrome closed. I moved to San Francisco in 2004. When in 2009 I saw. Pearls over Shanghai at the mm. Hypnodrome. Wasn't and that's when I realized show. that my tribe of people were in this city yeah. completely. Because it's like, oh my God, this is, I'm in the right place. Um, I became so dazzled by um, Underground San Francisco performance. I've been producing shows for years uh, representing 
all the amazing things we have here. So, you know, uh, the cockettes closed down. I saw one of the ex cockettes and he was like, you know, there are some cockettes that want to perform. And that put a little bling in my ear. Mm-hmm. Birdie approached me about doing a show with Bambi Lake. We inc- So we said, hey, let's include Scrumbly and some of the gang from the Thrill Peddlers mm-hmm. to open. Mm-hmm. And that was, what, two years ago? Um, yes. And we've done five or six shows since then, and we're just building up to it. And then when I heard that the 50th anniversary, Birdie mentioned it. And at that point, I went immediately to the appropriate people to say, let's do this show. And everybody was immediately thumbs up. And so that was six, seven months ago. Isn't that great how everything comes together like that? Oh, we've been having meetings and meetings and meeting's and meetings, and my, my emails runneth over. Is a, a right. calm word to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, every morning. Mm-hmm. That's what I get up and do is look at my emails. But we've seen hot Greeks. We've seen yep. tinsel tarts and a hot, tots in a hot coma. coma. And yeah. I know Pam Tent was involved, one of the early cockettes. Yeah. She has a really good memoir. That yeah. She Pam yeah. was uh, uh, involved in the, uh, one of the Shanghai Mm-hmm. Uh, revivals that ran for oh goodness that one was Almost extended again and again and again, again. again. it was yeah, so it, awesome I, I think it ran for 22 months yeah which is you know and Bernie was involved in almost all those yeah. shows yeah, well, I, well we're, we're going to get you involved in just a minute. I right. actually want to play. Yes, okay. I want to get you really involved. I want to get you out into our performance space where Mistress Christine has been holding back the crowds. Oh goodness! <laughs> well, the Thank groupies, far, work, yeah, girl. the groupies have started following us. So. It's, it's it's actually a closed, it was hard to shake them. It's a closed performance, so there we go. But I want to get you out in the performance space. But I want to play actually the trailer to the Cockettes uh, movie that. Um, you know, kind of started off, we were talking about filmmaker John Waters and everything, and we were talking right. about even Divine. Who was oh, in some of the shows. Were some of the shows. I mean, these are faces and and things that have really shaped that movement, that revolution. And like I said, things like that should be able to push it forward into the next. Well, well, and, and it's, go ahead. I was going to say some, some of the interesting thing about the... Uh, is the way everything is interwoven and i think we've forgotten in the modern age how how things are interwoven or there's a, a tendency to, to think that if it didn't happen uh since i've been born it doesn't really matter you know or or if it didn't happen uh in this century it didn't really matter but the the coquette spawned the angels of light and worked their way through the thrill peddlers and uh uh, and, and then, of course, uh, Hibiscus went back to New York and did theater there and did theater with the, the uh, Theater of the Ridiculous and La Mama and things of that nature. So it all kind of inter, interweaves. And uh, Divine came to San Francisco uh, and, and saw the group and was mesmerized with them, as was John Waters, and stayed and was a guest star for a while. And I think that's because the Coquettes said, oh, we get you. Well, a lot of people really kind of got the cockettes that were there, even when they made the transition when they went out, you know, back east to New York. The legendary trip. The legendary trip. Think of all the people that were there. I mean, everybody from, oh my gosh, Angela Lansbury, Murder She Wrote. Hello. Wow. (laughs) I mean, so what was her legendary quote? Oh, from her? Yeah, wasn't it? Get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, she and yeah. <laughs> Angela they, Lansbury said, "Get, give me the fuck out of here." They were, yes. They, well, the opening <laughs> night didn't go great. As, as legendarily, <laughs> didn't go quite all that great. The, 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 the rest of the run went okay, but opening night, you know, these coquettes. They, it was a little rough. 
Well, you know, they were a little cracked out from the jury. You look at it, and you're looking at like Andy Warhol and yes. his big fa- factory scene, and how right. fashion forward and stylish and thing. You know, where, where they were, and you know, here come the coquettes, a bunch of fun loving, right? Hippies doing drugs, being naked, running around, and, and not rehearsing, only and, being authentic. And right. and they were received right, like right. kings and queens, so there was like all these party supplies yeah. and parties thrown at them. So they were little... So they got a little excited about their fa- newfound fame in New York. And so by <laughs> right. the time they made it to opening night, maybe they well, weren't 100%. They were really on point. Some of it was necessity because, you know, they, they, they were flown and they were provided lodgings, but they weren't yes. provided any food. Oh. So the only food they got was going to the parties that it people were throwing drug. to meet them, where oh. they would be offered food and drink. No, no and, hot food, right. but we'll so you know, yeah. and yeah. also probably party favors. And uh, so they were well, all kinds well, that was of, given. You know, yeah. yeah. So by the time they opening night came along, nourished. Was, you know, matter of like, fact, um, the song "No Nose Nanook" is written about the uh, the the party favors that the New Yorkers liked, which would be the nose candy compared to the hippies. And their right, right. Matter of fact, that's a great lead-in. Actually, Thank that's you. a great lead-in. So yeah, yeah, we were going to go. You were switching up. I went from seven to eleven. <laughs> oh well, get, well then get me a big gulp. Yeah, yeah I'll get really. you a big gulp right <laughs> Let there. It ride. From Let seven it ride. to eleven. Seven to eleven. So that's tell funny. me about the no 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 no. Oh, wow, no no nose no nook. Wow. Say that yeah. three times Say backwards. that when you're a stoner. No yeah. Nose Nanook? No what does that mean? So, no Nose Nanook was uh, uh, done it. Uh, this is the revival version of Vice Palace, okay. which starred originally Divine. Uh, uh, and it's a telling of the, the uh, pose, is it Poe? Uh, the Mask of the Red Death. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, anyhow, you go to each room for a diversion to outrun the disease that's killing everyone. Mm. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and we end up in the white room uh, where we meet Nonois Nanook in the white room. Ah, the white room. I'm starting to see something to unfold in mm-hmm. front of our eyes. It's very wintry tale. So yeah, we're going right to do that. Let's play, let's play the uh, Cockheads trailer. Then I'm going to roll into No Nose Nanook. And then we're going to do a live performance with Birdie Bob. Okay? Yay. I'm ready. So here we go. Crab on your anus means you're loved and brought down the house. Before Watergate. Drop those trousers. San Francisco gave birth to the legendary. It's so tacky. Magical. Would you like to go up or down? Musical. Immortals of dazzling glamour and artistry. The Cockettes. The notorious group of performers who created a social and sexual revolution that changed America forever. We had the Cockett House. That was our family. I thought we were the most beautiful, creative people in the city. This was the dream. We were on a spiritual quest. This was what we were born to do. We were born to change everything. We really did believe there'd be a revolution any minute. playing to packed houses. And that put us into a whole new ball game. And we were going to New York. Everybody who was in New York at that time was there. Andy Warhol was there. And John Lennon. Critics are calling the Cockettes the best time I had at the movies at Sundance. Inspiring, charming, exuberant, and wildly entertaining. The Cockettes. It was complete sexual anarchy, which is always a wonderful thing. 
We are the Coquettes. Thank, Thank you. you. Look me in the eye and you will feel Something rather strange but very real Better than my body as I writhe beneath your weight Better than adultery in a sultry sultanate Better than violating me in the vilest way you can Using me as your pleasure slave Serving all your friends Every woman, every man All your desires are mine Just lay your eyes upon me Indulging in your appetite could be divine With me heartless me and now we're going to play No Nose Nanook on Sexploration with Monica and the Edge of Insanity. Yeah, let's 
from Pearls over Shanghai, that was No Nose Nanook. I'm Monica Thomas on Sexploration with Monica and the Edge of Insanity. We're here live in the Mutiny Radio Studios with Birdie Bob, and I'm so excited on the piano at the moment, going to play a wonderful song called, and I just forgot the name, I'm so sorry, what was it? Cruising. Cruising, that's right. Cruising, thank you, Birdie Bob. I never found a man I could use much Hardly left my throne, but what a land I wonder what's at hand <laughs> For you see, I'm cruising Sometimes I seem to be losing But I'll never stop my oozing Around the town I'm cruising Looking for the man who'll do I'm little numbers cruising Among the streets I'm choosing Around the town I'm losing I don't intend to be losing that little man to do There's a dance break Tap shuffle ball change Avenue, a tour is grand. I'll be cruising until I'm banned. I'm just offering my helping hand till I stand with the man who'll do. Oh, oh yes, I'm cruising. The world's a bargain store for choosing. Never mind the ones I'm losing. I don't intend to be losing that little man to do. Until I'm banned. I love it. Thank you so much, Birdie Bob. That was fantastic. Yes, it was. Way to go, Birdie. Gave that old piano a run for its money. We sure did. Stomp yeah. that out. All right. The only thing we missed was we should have done that live somewhere, like like YouTube Live. That was such oh, a great well, performance. You know, it was it was it will live on in our hearts well, forever. I, I love I love as the they say a really detuned fun. piano. <laughs> it's a honky tonk. Oh, it's a honky tonk. Bang that sucker out! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say anything about a Steinway, my dear. No, no, no. Oh, the other day I was in a piano show. I played on a Busendorfer. Oh, Oh, really? There you go. What was the big difference? What did it feel like? Oh, that's like. Oh, well, you know, you you like you just touch a a low note and it goes boom. I see. And it's just like unbelievable. Mm. You don't have to work at it. You're just very. 
So it's, so it's not it's like banging it out at all. It's just like melodiously tickling the no, keys. It's, it's like having a good lover. Oh. Knowing all, who all the right places. Who anticipates you, you know. <laughs> right. You're, right, every curve and crevasse. Your highs and your lows. It's kind of like having a good slider that doesn't uh, give, doesn't give you a lot of static. Right. Everybody has yeah. their own level. <laughs> do you, right. you, know, own you feel my pain, my sister? Do you I understand? Do. I do, okay. I feel you. I, you, when you. When your sliders are crusty, <laughs> it's like... Hey, I take that a little personal there. <laughs> there's, there's probably I, I apple it. butter under those keys. Oh, to keep the apple uh, butter out uh, of the keys. That, that will is that smooth apple out the butter crispy. a euphemism for champagne? <laughs> no, it's it's a euphemism it is actually. It's actually the to make a song out of it. It's actual apple butter. There's I, nothing I put cinnamon and cloves it. and nutmeg and vanilla and again. she's giving it up oil. right here again right yeah now. it's oh, a good oh. recipe and i added no sugar no added sugar just the apples make it sweet oh yeah like i said a lot of love yeah and a lot of love and and i did like literally maybe a 10 batches holy smokes my, i watered apples. my wow. tree so i have so many oh, apples there's still a bunch on the tree even uh, well they didn't chopping. find you like in a chalk outline with like a wooden spoon <laughs> <laughs> what kind of apples are they? Um, they're like Golden Delicious. Golden Delicious, they okay. They start mm. green, and then they become yellow, and then they're super sweet. Nice. I'm yeah. a big well, Fuji queen myself. Oh, I love Fuji's. <laughs> yeah. Fuji queen with like peanut butter, yeah. Yum. Sharing your bounty is, I think, exactly. what the holiday is supposed it's, to be it's about. It's what it's about, exactly. Uh, Rather than being obligated to provide gifts for... No, people I mean, who don't need them sometimes. Well, and I a mean, lot of know? times people have bought everything that they wanted themselves, and so you're only adding things that are just kind of decorative and superficial anyway. So I think something that you can use and then recycle. Anyone can give me back the jar, by the way, because I will just recycle put more it. stuff in it. Well, because hint, my hint, friend Paul. also has <laughs> a um, a plum tree and a peach tree, and yeah, so when you, those you're get You're going to fill it with something else. Yeah, Isn't exactly. That, that, well, again, that's the kind of the reciprocity that the coquettes were talking about uh, or or part of in back exactly. in those days of, of you know mm-hmm. groups of people working together and again like going back to at one point hibiscus was in in a different commune mm-hmm. and they asked him to leave because when Just things would, in. wouldn't go right he would bang his head against the wall and he wouldn't stop he would just bang and just kind of freaking oh, people out very productive good for your head how do, you, how do you deal with that especially if you're trying to well, be positive well right? how do you deal with that if you're in a, a much more structured society right. where I mean I, not to say it was easy for the cock cuts to deal with but I, I think they were more gentle with or accepting I don't sure. know but again it, at some point there became that schism where it's like you know almost I mean again I say messiah because it's you know almost almost a Christ thing where it's like your your methods are too extreme you know we're, we're, you know. Well, an extreme compared to what? So the right. needle's always moving on what we think is extreme. I mean, I'm sure that stretching your earlobe so that it's a, as big as a, um, an apple, you know, it would be so extreme in 1800, but now it's like, ah. But yeah, but then there were other indigenous uh, tribes that were doing that, like even before then. Then yeah, that's exactly. a lot where that came from. Exactly. But yes, of course, in the European society, well, or, or, or you know, the, our Western, modern Western, Western society, society. yeah, Western it's taking a while. Tattoos society. too, right. right? Exactly. Well, and then it's the um, you know again the, the reminder that the 
the Cockette's energy is still going on. There's the the Palace of Trash does is at shows the stud, monthly right. in the stud, mm-hmm. and those are are uh, as uh, 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 was coined the children of the Cockettes. Uh, you know inheritors as it were of that sort of that sacred whatever it is that yeah, energy I, and that and i was going to talk about on, like I mean, drag you know? culture and oh well yeah we can we can talk about that you were you were also you, you just kind of brought up a memory of mine too you were just talking about when were you talking about pam earlier was Pam anyone in the right? uh-huh. she, Didn't she also have a child that it was kind of the the child of the cockat? Yes, he'll be there on the on Friday Saturday night. Oh, great, awesome! Well, and so and there was Ocean Moon, Dusty Dawn, right? Had a uh, her her son, and uh, who's going to be there? I believe so, we're going to oh, have good. like fourteen or fifteen of the original cockettes there at the wow. store, including. Oh, cool. Just found out Peter Mitten's wow. going to be coming from New York, which is a big wonderful deal. We have, um, of course, Pam Fayetta. <laughs> Um, so many uh, Bill Bowers. <laughs> oh, and, and I did want to mention, you know, Bill Bowers is this amazing artist, rock and roll, fashion designer. He signed, he, he designed clothing for the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin. Um, um, uh, I can't even go on. Uh, Alice Cooper, uh, quite nice. a few others. And so um, he's also one of the kind of like I wouldn't say a main cockette, but he was like a definitely the cockette group. Um, he'll be there that night. He has donated two pieces of his art. To our show, uh, a a coat. He's known for his coats, where he sews in all this memorabilia and pictures and all this kind of stuff, very much like a mosaic, and a, and a blanket, which is completely old coquette stuff. Mm. And he's donated that to us. We're going to be doing a silent auction the night of the show. Uh, you can put your bid in during the intermission, and then we'll sell it to the highest bidder. And all profits are going to the artists that are creating the show. Oh, cool. You know, though. You know, the one thing is, is, is that. You know, we're charging money for our tickets and, you know, we're, but the thing is, is we're putting all this money into our community, the people who are doing our show, the artists that are doing it and the people that are taking their time out to come to rehearsals and do all that kind of stuff. Because Mm -hmm. the one thing I do want to give back to is are the artists that are actually putting their stuff out there because they do need to make money nowadays. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have the commune system to back them up. They got friends and everything in San Francisco, but so it's crazy. So, but anyway, it's a awesome opportunity to get these amazing pieces of art if you uh go to our uh, facebook page invite uh for the cockettes or golden uh there is actually pictures there of of it that i posted so anyway it's just a great opportunity and bill bowers what a sweet guy to come and just donate that to us and and so i'm just happy to be able to like maybe give all these guys a little bit more to you know make it through next week or whatever make that bill oh so anyway and and artists especially in San Francisco, are such a special and devoted breed. I mean, with the rising prices of rent and real estate, it's just, you know, so hard to make ends meet. I actually became a realtor just so that I could figure out how to deal with my housing situation, right? There you go. You know, sex positivity doesn't actually pay a bunch of doesn't bills. pay the bills. No, it doesn't. doesn't? Not, no, yet. Well, not yet. Not yet. But it's I'm working. It could on it. exactly I'm making on the it. moves. That's what that's what I'm doing too. I mean, yeah. I started with drag shows, and then I started doing other shows, and this, that, and the other. And you know, I'm all excited to be doing this show at the at the Victoria. And this is a step for me. Well, yeah. To go move into a different level because yeah. I do have the talent. I worked in film production for many years in Texas before I moved here. Yeah, I heard so many and interesting it was things so about f- your background. Yeah. So it's funny that like I had this panic when I first started producing this show. I was like, oh my god, 
are you ready for this? And I was like, when Dan, you made production offices for movie for, for movie shooting in Texas for five years. You can do this as well. Just right. get to it. And luckily, I've been so honored to have this amazing group of support people. Russell Blackwood, who did all the coquette shows at the Hypnodrome. Yeah. He's going to be hosting Russell's the show. Great. And he has been so wonderful at introducing people and bringing people back in. Because the thing is, is, is this is a, a nostalgia show, but it's a double-tiered nostalgia here. Right. We're talking 50 years of coquettes. We're also talking about like a good 10 plus years of the, of the, of the thrill peddlers exactly. entertaining San Francisco who have been gone. Yeah. And they're back on the stage, their biggest stage ever yeah. for the biggest event ever. So Yay. I have a, in my opinion, this, this Saturday night's going to be just one giant chill. Woo! In the back of your, you know, going up and down your neck because we yeah. have so many guest stars, guest performances, and goodwill. I just think that place is going to vibrate. Yeah, right I'm so on. excited. I'm vibrating now. I'm like, oh. and it is a little chilly in here. Well, so it is I'm a little chilly too, <laughs> but it's a yeah. It, I'm so excited. Yeah, and, I think it's going to be great. And you kind of kind of went over something really quick. You, you know, uh, you said you were working in film production. Were you mm-hmm. actually, you know, I I read that. Were you? I want to ask you a question. Did you actually know who shot Jr. before? We all else did because didn't you? Work no, on that Dallas? was before my time. Okay, because you worked um, on I, Dallas. I, I remember lying on my my best friend's mother's bed, looking at the at the People magazine that had the cover of Who Shot Jr. Right, and because I was living in Texas, I was a little kid, 110 miles from Dallas. That say. made that was important. And who knew that two, three years later in college, I would be taking a semester off to go and be a. I started off at uh, as an intern at the Film Commission of North Texas, mm-hmm. where they started scouting Dallas because their their ratings were down. They were going to come back and shoot in town for the first time in years. So I got along with the location lady, and she invited me to come along. And so I got to actually like work. It was like one of the worst worst and best jobs I ever had. This is a big group of, of film people that have been together for 13 years. And I was a big old green, <laughs> eager beaver, ready to get made hey. fun of. And every joke met played on me and everything. Eager gopher. But I was an eager gopher is what I was, yeah. You had to pay your dues. I man. did. You it was beginning of them. And I could tell you story after story. But I mean, yeah, I got to meet like Howard Keel and Barbara Belgettis and uh, Larry Hagman and, and all those stars and everything and have conversations. And ironically, then years later, I actually was a coordinator on the reunion movies and would have daily phone call chit chats with Larry Hagman, which was just one of those pinch me moments yeah. where the phone would ring and go, Dan, hey, it's Larry. Hey, what's going on? Right. I'm like, going, oh like, my God, I'm talking to Larry Hagman about chit chat. Yeah, Where'd you right. have dinner? What's going on? Hey, okay, we'll see you later. That's fun. So anyway, yes, uh, the film industry, that was a great part of my life. That was a good 10 years. Worked on with movies, John uh, uh, Oliver Stone. Yeah. Got to do all that and everything. But then... I I got the chance to move to San Francisco. Well, I know that, what you mean. It all yeah. segued into this. It seems like it now. And Bertie Bob, you've been performing ever since day one. Yeah. You you've not segued from one thing to another. You've actually just kept going, right? He's a legend. Yeah. Well, oh look at that. You can, uh, you're starting to make him blush. You're making me blush on the radio. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How, how Hear that sizzle. Look, you're turning you're turning plaid yeah, well, over I, there. Look at I that. I don't know. I've been lucky enough. I certainly. Uh, uh, I have uh, been excited by all the little things that have come my way. And uh, I, I, I did some some restaurant work and and used to work brunches and drag and now you, now you can still do that in town, but it's a little different. I actually <laughs> waited the tables. I don't know if they do that there. Well, but I, 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 at one point I worked at Hamburger Mary's and they have, of course had that a long history of of uh, back to the seventies and. Of the of not necessarily 
a commune, but they had that hippie mentality. They always had things on sprouted wheat, grain, bread, because that's what they... It is very healthy. It, it was very... People would say, don't Toast you, it. Don't it you have a regular I know, ha- right? hamburger bun? And they go, no. no. <laughs> no. Sprouted wheat bread. And so people would go, mm, okay. But right. they were persistent in that because that was their belief. Right. Again, it became this kind of thing of like, that's our belief. We want to, we want to give that, we want it to be a healthy burger. Right. But at the time, people were like, we don't want a healthy burger. <laughs> we're not going to go to your hippie one. little place because we can't get, you know, we can't get our McDonald's burger. Uh, yeah, our white bread our bun. White, white bread <laughs> bun enriched and, and <sighs> all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, yeah. And the, the, I don't know. Now we're very into our, like, artesian culture. Well, look well, at look yeah, what it is. We're look kind of at, coming back a different direction, although the artesian But that word are automatically means white. like $5 added to your total. Yeah, yeah, organic. Yeah. Organic, artisanal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a few other words. When I see that on the outside of a building, I'm like, yep, not going yeah. there. Well, it's funny. As soon as you, <laughs> right. you go to the uh, any kind of grocery store, everything's organic now. And it's like, I thought it was all organic. It's all organic. Right? How would we not eat it? It's not grown. Well, it, well, not the, the biodome. Certified. Yeah. I know it's certified. Yeah. Here's, I know here's the thing. Believe so, me, I know certified. You know? And I think yeah, that been, we were many talking. Many times in hospital. We are talking <laughs> about that whole thing about the events. Like, I, I remember a long, a long time ago, uh, Diet Popstitute who was uh, uh, the founder of Clubstitute back in the 90s, uh, uh, we uh, had arranged to uh, float to be in the parade. So we... It's so funny. The names are f- f- Floatstitute and Club... What did you say? Pop- Diet Popstitute. Diet Popstitute, right? right? And then we're like, a float, and then I'm thinking of like an actual float. Well, he had a, cl- he had a show a called Clubstitute in the 90s that like really influenced a lot of the influencers like Eklina and Peaches Christ and other people who are on the scene today. It was kind of like their big um, show that they surrounded themselves and became, you know, young, crazy artists showing their stuff. Mm-hmm. It, uh, anyhow, we uh, we had got the float together and man- managed to get everyone on it and driving driving to Civic Center to to kick off into the float. Was this in a par- uh, pride parade? This is in the pride parade. Oh, wonderful! I think it was probably 1980. Oh, I don't know, maybe 93. I'm Fun. sorry. Anyhow, so we get to the front gate and they're collecting. Uh, permits and oh, I said diet permit diet they're they're taking permits to you know because you know you have to register and pay for it and all that kind of stuff and he goes oh we don't have one just drive through and I'm like what he goes I'll talk to him so we ended up we were part of the parade that year oh uh, and we didn't have a permit and I thought that was amazing but I don't think things like that happen t- in today's well, world I mean, I there's all that know. certification Maybe. And, Maybe. and like oh yeah there's liability there's all no. this stuff right. that wasn't there's there even political of... correctness so many things have changed the, the the tides have changed oh yeah and I'm hoping that they're going to come back around even like po- political correctness has got to break it well you know point, we right? yeah we dealt with it in the early 90s uh, it's just it's more prevalent in right now because it's coming from us from both sides right well it's just i don't know are we all good i remember too at the stud quite a few performers during the old i don't know if it's wrong to say this word tranny shack days that people would like not because tranny shack is a good show people would light uh christmas trees on fire right. and all kinds of like you know or like explode in powdered sugar mm-hmm. and things of that nature and it's like well now people say well what about the liability what about the cleanup you know it's like so oh, yeah no glitter no. no flame i know no glitter is and media illegal and it's 
uh, I don't know. I mean, it's I understand crazy, it, but we but can it's... find other ways to shine. I felt way different when I performed at the stud. Did you? <laughs> yeah, because I'm a comedian. I'm a white. We were just talking about white bread. I wish I was more of the sprout bread. You yeah. know, <laughs> the white bread guy that goes up at the stud, and they're like, "Uh oh, what's what's wrong with this picture?" <laughs> <laughs> but it, oh, yeah. it was good. It was fun. But You're I, not I, total white bread. No, I no I'm not total stud. white bread. Yeah, but I do see, too. Again, I love it. I the, love hot bread. I love white bread. The stud to me, I go in Me there too. and I look old San Francisco. No wonder. Yeah. And I don't shows today find either. that at other places. I go in and go, this is all like, these are all like brass. Neon bars. And, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a different, it's a different hangout. Yeah. No, I know. It's a lounge feeling. It doesn't speak to me. as right. I guess it's, The it's, Stud's definitely keeping so. up the old San Francisco vibe. I mean, they have shows there going all the time. They change. I mean, not to promote, but I, uh, I do have uh, Puff, which is the only queer cannabis drag party. We do at the Stud every second Thursday. Oh, nice. And we have a great time. We have a stoner raffle, give away bongs and pipes and get stoned outside afterwards. But, um, the, you know, the, the Stud is one out there, is out there that's putting that thing where people can come do their shows. Exactly. Exactly. Once a month and be all crazy kooky and has a great little stage, great little lighting set up. Yeah. Bunch of nice people that run it. So, yeah, that's definitely where you find your old San Francisco values. Definitely, you know, definitely Soma, our bars, I think, still mm-hmm. kind of carry that vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the I Eagle. Think there are a lot of venues that are trying to keep San Francisco weird. Oh, definitely. You have I Oasis. Don't... You have um, exactly. Piano Fight. Mm-hmm. You have several people, groups that are really trying to put it back out this there still. And even uh, this new Barbarella Lounge. Barbarella, it's... which used to be exactly. Club 800. Yes. Oh, well, yes. I've heard all about that one because everything is where all the new uh, 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 trans uh, people are hanging out. Oh. It's their new hangout because they lost Divas closed. So my friend Maria Connor, who I did under the Golden Gate with for so many years, has been giving me like nightly updates about Club 800 and it turned because I mean, they're all excited because they're I gonna, was there last were night. Were you there for the That's party? where my glitter is from. Yeah, yeah. my friend Yano River Blue did a show there uh, last night, I That's believe, if nice you saw glitter. the drag show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's another place that's sprouting yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. There was drag. Again, last it's like night swinging and... away that pendulum, you exactly. know. Well, and, and I think it... we're kind of ending the conservatism thing. I'm hoping, and it's going to like swing the other way. It's so just a let's pendulum. please, you keep know, San please. San Francisco weird. We can well, the, keep the thing about it too doing is what we're doing. 1906. Exactly. Everything was gone. Yeah, it was all. It's change. all been built up. Life has changed. I mean, you know, and yeah, seventy-five so percent of like, the city was destroyed by the earthquake down. and by fire. By the earthquake mm-hmm. and fire, and mm-hmm. and then you know, and then a lot of it had to be raised because it was you know, inhabitable, and dangerous, dangerous, yeah. and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So it really changed the topography. So you just, it's just that reminder. Certainly, I think at the at the time for the coquettes going going to New York. And having that experience became one of many experiences. The group went on and did other things. And then, like I said, they evolved and, and they broke off. A lot of the people uh, after oh, involvement in either the Angels of Light or the Cockettes went to New York and did uh, performances and things and, and went on and, and, you know, kept that, that torch going. So the fact that it's still going <coughs> after 50 years and inspiring others i think is a great cause for celebration i do too and it's also it's it's art that needs to be rec- recognized people who wrote these songs like scrumbly coldwin all these people it's solid solid craft that needs to be oh is that for my pipe <laughs> 
Hey guys, we're on the radio. Why? Yeah, yeah. Are, are you are you one of those guys that goes, "Hey, does four kings mean anything to you?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay. legal. Should, Good he's lord. Should, he's showing cards. his hand. He's showing 76% his hand. 76% of, of of Californians voted for for weed um uh legality so I can Man, yeah. Dri- driving here. He's all like bouncing up and down. Hey, it's the cops. It's the cops. It's the cops. The only re- sh- 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 reason it was no. legal cuz all those illegal votes from people that are dead or something. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, well something. It, I don't know because it seems like the city and the right. and the state Sorry. don't really want to support it that much. So I it's very odd. The opposite way. I have to, you know, pretend like we're voting for uh, president this a- year. And stuff. As you know. Oh, I wish we were. Well, we oh, are kind of. Well, soon. In, in, in I a mean, few next more days. year. A few more yeah. days. San Francisco is so fickle. Anyhow, they vote things in and then they vote them out and then they vote them back in. And well, that's why we need to vote out. We like, spend oh. thousands, millions of dollars to finally like put in that that freeway off route. We are the fourth largest Octavia economy Bullard. in the world. Right. We are? Yes, really? we are. Don't F with us, fellas, like Jerry Whoa. Crawford said. That's why we need to become our own country. You're talking about San Francisco or the Bay Area? <laughs> We're talking about the Mission District. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh-huh. no, I'm talking about um, California as oh, the fourth yeah. largest Absolutely. economy in the world. Yeah, yeah. So. And what I've really been noticing is a lot, a lot of us artists are living off kind of the scraps of the tech industry. I mean, your ex-boyfriend did a, helped you with your podcast and uh, you know the the leftovers mm-hmm. from the Google meals are feeding families hey. including me and do you know what I mean? It's just you know, I live with someone who was a big tech guy, and so, you know, he was able to get the financing for the house that we bought together. Do you know, it's like the the Bay Area, I mean, they do say a rising tide raises all boats, and that's partially true, as long as we are still connected to that community with social bonds and generosity. True. Right? Because as artists, we're always struggling, always hustling. And I think to try to make it in a, a community like San Francisco, you have to remain connected. To, and just, you can't ostracize the tech people just because they're rich. I love the tech people. And right? I am more than happy to have, to, to produce shows for them. If they want to hire me to come in and do their little corporate event. Exactly. I can bring the drag queens. I can bring burlesque. I can bring comedy. You name it. I'll put the show together for you. You know, no, I, the whole thing is it's silly to push away these new youngsters. I mean, remember when you were for your first city experience and you were young being stupid? I mean, you know, luckily I did that in Texas. So nobody really can follow me or remember, um, all my, all my, all my missteps or anything, but you know, you know, they're kids. And the thing is a good percentage of them are going to get are weird inside. And it's going to break out. San exactly. Francisco does that to people. Exactly. I mean, so, you know, this isn't the phony generation that's, you know, or, or the coquettes even before then. I mean, this city has been raised on gamblers and people seeking people are my the impossible dream coast. and migration. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. San Francisco is going to have their way with them. Mm-hmm. Well, then that was the summer right. of love. And other well. ones will move away. I think yeah. it's the whole thing. It's our whole country. People come here for, you know, the American dream. People come to California and Hollywood. Hollywood to become a star, they come to San Francisco to express themselves in some kind of free way right. because they were held down by the man or the woman right. or whatever, right? And then, so I think we all have that. And so that's why I think San Francisco, I mean, California and the Bay is just well, such a melting pot. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, we were talking about freedom of speech. We... <laughs> 
we should take that break because usually the person we take uh, talk to at the 420 sh- uh, shout out is Patrick Carlin, and that guy, you know, he's from the East Coast, and he's never held back on exactly how he feels. That you would, I would have to agree. Yeah, Patrick Carlin really isn't one to hold back. No. No, and so I mean, it, it doesn't matter what coast you are. It doesn't matter if you're bi-coastal. No, right. <laughs> that's more but accepted. Something now. I really yeah. love about San Francisco is the diaspora that like expands and contracts. Right, like people are drawn to San Francisco, and then they take the San Francisco back to Modesto, right. and they take it back to Alaska, and they take it back to the Midwest. That's how trends start. And then it yeah. starts, you know, expanding and contracting with the city and breathing. You do do you kind of kind of uh, absorb things through osmosis when you go places, right? right. Oh yeah, they talk about it when you go to an island like Hawaii oh, and I've San still got Francisco that, changes you I still got that island mo- mood and yeah. that's the same thing with Aloha San Francisco Spirit. we're still a little San Francisco freak show right yeah a little bit of freak still in me yeah we're still here so yeah. I've got a clip from San Francisco's infamous cockettes it's just some clips and antics and fairy hairy performances so um we'll just take a quick break it's only going to be about two minutes um and then we can like and now my beautiful friends i give you vice palace
on your face. It's from the Vice Palace, the last Cockettes musical. And we're in the edge of Insanity Studios here at Mutiny Radio FM. We're going to play another Cockettes track, Endless Masturbation Blues. Whenever people laugh, just cheer up. Remember, little things can always clear up. After every rain, the sun breaks through again. Remember, after every little tear, dear, for me. track now let's just uh so this is not endless masturbation blues we're gonna go to the next track hit it bam now this is the endless masturbation blues from the coquettes Growing you 
Masturbation Blues from the Coquettes. Actually, that was a Thrill Peddlers version with Bonnie Suval and a wonderful show uh, uh, over at the Hypnodrome. And on the mic now, we have Patrick Carlin over on the... What is it? Not the right coast. coast. The, the right, right coast. coast. Oh, yeah. Right. For the 420 shout out. How's it going, Patrick? Oh, listen, I just loved that song. And whoever those voices were, was that two girls singing? Yeah, Bonnie Suval. And then who oh, else was on that track? Oh, Wasn't the, that fun? That was just a hell of a beautiful song, man. Regardless of kidding around about the endless masturbation blues and all of that. Roxanne I just Redmond. really, I'm an old rhythm and blues fan from way back in the 40s, okay? And that was a, the, the beat and everything, and that was just a hell of a goddamn song. <laughs> yeah. It was. So, it was Scrumbly Coldwin who wrote that, who wrote a lot of the shows uh, for the Cockettes oh, back in the day. Oh, that was a beautiful piece of work. I really enjoyed the hell out of it. It's Yeah, and it really harkens back to the old um, uh, musicals of the 30s and 40s and has its own new spin on it. For a nickel, you could play a tune like that and dance to it right <laughs> exactly, in the bar, right. man. You could. You oh, could. that sounds oh. like a fun memory. Yeah. Oh, wow. they are. Those were, those were beautiful things. We lived close enough to Harlem where we got good music. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous about that. But um, oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, Scrumbly wrote, uh, who, who were some other people that wrote music for um, the, the Cockettes? Scrumbly wrote with different lyricists uh, at, at the time. Uh, he wrote with, with, uh, with Link Martin and Martin Warman and uh, a lot of uh, 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 again, the collaborative experience. But he he certainly is the maestro for the the Cockettes and mm-hmm. has kept it all all going. Yeah, now as would said. there be like I can't get into my iTunes right now because they're doing I have to, I forgot my password and all that no, crap. So I, I feel that pain. I feel that pain. Are you guys? Are you guys? Is that like the tune I just heard? Would I be able to get that on uh, iTunes? Gosh, I, I wonder. Does the thrill, thrill peddlers so. do some ninety nine cents or a dollar twenty nine? You, 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 what know, group hey, would I show. dial up? Oh, hey, get it on the hey. show. Download it today. Yeah, that's right. You can go to sexplorationwithmonica.com dot com or the okay, edge of well insanity. Then Paul will take care of that for me because that that song really. He, I, will, I, I, play, I, I caught Madison man. Avenue Man off of Paul. I had never heard that. It's amazing the stuff that gets by me, man. You know, and uh, I can't take care of everything, but that and I love background singing, and I, you know, that was just that that was just a hell of a tune. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet it's on iTunes. I bet you could find it. I hope so. I hope so. I'm so sure that's um, Birdie Bob Watt, and um, we've also got Dan Karoska. Karkoska. Of, oh, thank Good you. Good try, though. <laughs> okay. That's all right, yeah. That's why I go by DJ Dank. DJ Dank. Keep it easy. Yeah, yeah, keep it something they can say. We're celebrating yeah, the 50th the anniversary of the Coquettes, and they're doing a big show um, January 4th at the Victoria Theater. It's going to be super exciting. I'm yeah. super it's excited already about sold it. out. We are sold out. And it hopefully there'll be, be some, a few more seats opening up after the 30th. We'll find out. We're still counting and making sure everybody and everything has a seat. So, um, That's yeah. the way start to start. Worst problems to say, have. 
Start the year with a bang. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, what I man. say. That's what I say. And um, yeah, that Saturday night's gonna be it's gonna be a rockin' fun night. And there's gonna be a lot of guest stars. So many that we can't even mention them because we don't there even are, know some of them. There are a few I can't yet. even mention. Wow, it's so special. That's Exciting. great. So. Yeah. Marlene Dietrich. Dietrich will be Rose Risen from the Dead. I want to be alone. No, uh, you know, I, there'll be a lot of a lot of special things. I mean, if anybody knows anything from the '90s era, uh, 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 Miss X will be in town. And you're recording the whole show. It has two cameras yeah. going, and I told awesome. him to put GoPros up everywhere. So. Okay, so and how are we how are we putting that out? Are we doing that live? Are the we show? Gonna, yeah. No, we're recording it onto onto disc. And then you're editing it later. Well, I mean, you have different ideas of what we could do. I mean, one uh, uh, there's another part of me that wants to shrink the size of the show, but also I feel like that 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 people need to be educated, right? Because they don't know about the cockettes. Right. We can't take this giant show on the road. Why not cut together a short film and then go to film festivals oh. and bring a troupe with you to perform live for Great the people? Idea. That's, That's another one of the ideas I have. Idea. So, I mean, because there are lots of things kind of we can like do in the, the future Rocky with it. Horror kind of experience yeah. where there's live and you can travel with it and, and show. the film. And, you know, also yeah. in nice. this show, you're going to get film as well. You're going to be able to see the palace, right. which is the only and existing footage cockets. of the cockettes mm-hmm. on film. So, nice. the, the other thing is, which it's, kind of, it's kind of funny. Palace. Oh, just palace, sorry. Just palace. I like the word, though. Just palace. Just palace. But the interesting thing about the film Palace is that it's the experience of going into the theater and seeing the people assembled and then seeing the people getting ready to be on stage that whole mm-hmm. experience it's quite you know quite fabulous especially for that particular time and you know a lot of it was the I don't know the nudity the comfortability with the nudity and there's just the Embracing yourself. So they'd be not on an actual stage with, I don't know, a backstage, but they would just be in a movie theater, kind of in the front. The way it was in the beginning. Naked, well, I don't waiting know about for that. the movie <laughs> to start. Laws. Well, uh, <laughs> there would be dress sex, essentially. I see. As you know, a lot of the theaters here have that, du- that have that double duty, right. where you you can have performance. You know, you could perform if you if you absolutely had to, say at the Roxy. Well, sometimes you, you know? just get the people and, crammed and up at great. the front, you know, you in know, their fancy sparkly outfits. Uh, the uh, the. Uh, Roxy has that little lip there. Well, I mean, of course, and the Castro has big old those. shows oh, there. Oh, and the Castro, you can certainly... And the thing about the... Um, yeah, and the, and the Victoria is also a movie house that can be used as own as well, or was, I think. No, I was actually told that the um, v- Victoria used to be a burlesque house. Oh. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But, um, no, burlesque sense. was a hell of a great piece of entertainment. Isn't it, though? I agree. Man. And I think, you know, the concept I come with it is is do your own modern version. Have your Absolutely. burlesque dancer, your comedian, a drag Absolutely, queen. Absolutely, man. You know, and, and just Absolutely. all. Because you get tired of watching all of everything. You watch, you oh, know, 18 it. comedians in a row. It's like, oh, God, kill me. I think you know, the yeah, variety yeah, show is the way to go. Absolutely. I yeah, I agree. With the a little variety bit of show. burlesque, a little bit of belly dancing, a little bit of. Yeah. Right, whatever. Yeah. Juggling, broad, magic. Yeah. Broad, broad comedy, audience participation. We were. We were lucky enough to go see uh, Hair at the Aquarius Theater. Oh, cool. That's the, the same year. The original cast and all that shit, man. And you're just part of the scene is right. what it is, you know. Uh, some venues and, and some plays and things lend themselves to that in a very natural manner. 
I agree. Uh, yes. And and it happened to be the right kind of place. And the Topanga Canyon Corral was that way. It was a small venue, but you were you were into the band. You were part of the band, man. And uh, guys would just get up and jam and shit. And uh, it was just a wonderful feeling. And now I'm back here and uh, I introduced the bands uh, that are playing at the Levon Helm Studios, Levon's old barn, where he used to gig all the time with his rambles and stuff. And uh, the spirit and the feeling of the audience being part of the fucking band. Oh, yeah. It is a, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, you guys obviously uh, have that. And uh, you take that with you wherever you go. It's, you exactly. know, you find your people. Uh, you it, find your people wherever you go. It turns or they it find into, you. Yeah. They find and and they find you. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, you don't. When I would get kicked out of a fucking school and go to a new school, I didn't have to ask who the assholes in class were. I was automatically with them. <laughs> uh, you know, they would just be drawn to you. To yeah, uh, you know your people. You know, you know, <laughs> you know your people. The second that you go to a new squadron, you got you know you guys you you're in with the fuck ups by by the third chow call uh, because you're you're like a fucking uh, cardinal in with a nest of fucking sparrows or something. And oh, yeah. The say, oh, yeah, he's like us. Get that asshole over here. <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's wonderful. Birds and uh, it'll never let you down. And, and that's where your real that's where your real people come from, from what you're doing with your with your music. Can and, I, can, and can your, I, that's so true. Can I share something? Yeah. Talking about assholes kind of finding each other or people of their birds of a feather flocking, flocking together. together. So Patrick here, he's notorious for rallying troops to take over the chow hall. Oh, that, that was going to be that was going to be called inciting federal troops to riot. Oh, that seems yeah. illegal. That was going to be Leavenworth if I didn't call it off. The first Funny. sergeant told me. Yeah, that was my first court martial. But I was really I loved the service. I didn't have any trouble. Did the service love you? Oh, absolutely. I they promoted me so many times. But then demotions would occur. Dig this for it's four years, down. man. Here's here's my four-year run. I'm proud Quit of it. breathing. Airman basic, airman third class. Airman basic, airman third class. Airman basic, airman third class. Airman second class. Airman first class for 10 days, court-martialed, busted back to airman third class. Court-martialed again, busted back to airman basic, promoted back to airman third class, discharged with an honorable discharge <laughs> with, the, with the proviso that you never try never to reenlist in again. any part of the service. <laughs> Please don't come back here. Please they leave. Really me. thank you for your service, but... Oh, come yeah. back, y'all, you hear? <laughs> yeah, they loved me. I was good at my job. So, Sounds they, like it. So people I kept are the airplanes. I kept the airplanes from crashing into each other and shit like that. It was just I would go to town and get drunk. Just that downtime in between with, planes. Yes. Yeah, I was just a, you know a general jack. Downtime and planes in the same sentence. Oh, sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> sorry. Oh yeah. So okay. So what I'm saying is, I guess we'll, we'll segue back into the cockettes and thrill peddlers. Yeah. As birds of a feather find each other. You find your you find your family. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's so a wonderful think, thing. And I, I think agree. they've been doing that for 50 years now. And like I said, it's time to pass that torch. There's so many people that have that 
that inspiration, that fire within. Well, there are so many artists out there, especially, you know, people in the drag community, in the performance community, of course. And, you know, you see it already with the bearded drag and the glitter that's directly influential. You know, if it wasn't for the Coquettes, you wouldn't have RuPaul's Drag Race. You wouldn't have any oh, of this Oh, well, stuff. I'll tell you who we saw then when we first came back from Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, who'd you see? Around 1973, okay? Uh -huh. And uh, we're in New York City getting ready to try and find a gig somewhere, and... Uh, uh, I go. I want to get an ounce of reefer, and they say, "Oh well, you got to see PJ." And it was up in my neighborhood, up in the West Side, you know. Uh -huh. And they said he's working down in the village. He's doing sound for a band down there, and you can score yourself an OZ or PJ. I said, "All right, that'll be cool." So I said, "We're going out for the night anyway." So we left our kids with uh, Grand, and me and Marlene went downtown. Who's the band? And I got my mind blown, man. I hear this band kicking ass and all this shit. Mm -hmm. And we, I, I, I score my thing off the kid doing sound. I walk in and it was the fucking New York Dolls. Oh, wow. Wow. And I, yeah, man. And I, you know, uh, I was, I'm into all kinds of music and sure. shit like that. We're, Clapton fan and everything from way back, and you know the full rhythm and blues, oh, and sure. as it became fucking rock and roll. But I didn't, and I saw these guys in these. They had these white satin gowns on, and I said, "Holy shit, what the fuck is going on?" Because I'm 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 square that way. If if you if you know what I mean, I'm just a, a fucking. Uh, crude motherfucker nah. and uh he's fairly like cisgender and, yeah i can me, tell me and a buddy of mine from the neighborhood <laughs> oh, back in the, when i was in the service we brought a couple of puerto rican chicks down to a place called the 19th hole in the village mm -hmm. because uh because we didn't uh we it was a strip joint where we knew a girl whose sister was working there and uh so when we're there a dude comes up and he says, hi, he says, I'm Teddy, and I'm bi. And he says, and I can dig you, or I can dig you. And, and he, he pointed at Bill, and then after he pointed at Bill, he pointed at this fucking Puerto Rican chick that was with him. And she says, oh, you mean you'll eat my pussy? <laughs> right here and, and um, you know I like Teddy, her she sounds like someone I get along with yeah Teddy <laughs> that's Teddy, a good response Teddy went away what it does, and, and then Teddy uh, Blanche she got like but, panicky but she, well, the last time I saw this segue right I through the negotiation this is uh, it right I, here the by last way. time I saw her was that's years later she was older mm -hmm. and I was I was with Marlene and I, I we were coming out of a place and she was just going over the counter with the sugar shaker to hit the fucking counterman in the head wow and, oh. and I I took it Did she have good aim? I said, yeah. I said, Carol, I said, you know, mellow out, man. Mellow out. <laughs> Life is long. It takes a while to get through it. Oh, yeah, but uh, I like I like street people, and I like people it's, who do their own I like, thing. I like, I like, exactly. I've always said I like odd people or strange I people. Like people. I mean, I'm always attracted their own to... their fucking thing, man. Yeah, and because the, 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 the norm is so fucking, boring. Yeah, I see a guy with a mohawk haircut, and I'm talking way back when I was selling cars, man, and, like and looking like looking like Joe Straight Dude. Uh, I'd see a guy with a mohawk, I'd say, right on, great hair, man. My my son had green hair, and he played in a fucking punk band and sluts for hire. That was Dennis. Paul. Good name. 
Yeah, and he went Good on names. Say, Let's for hire. Screaming. Yeah, they had a screaming chick. They went to Europe and didn't make any money, but they went to all these countries they went to Europe. I never saw. They went to right. Europe. Exactly. They that was traveled. Their, they had that was a wonderful a, like a college time, education. Man. Yeah, life is about doing your fucking thing. Yeah. I agree. And, and, and I think doing it of, your way. And, exactly. And your people, everybody finds the people that they enjoy being and one with, of man. I'm awesome wishing you a... A real fucking great 2020. Yeah. And and onward, you it's, know. So one of the awesome things about being different is when you recognize other communities that are also different, like you, yes. different than the dominant culture paradigm, but different in a way that's outside of your culture, like a different well, subculture. Right. And to oh, yeah. be oh, inclusive yeah. of all the different subcultures. Oh, yeah. We, and let me tell you something about way, way back, way, way back, man, when guys were mad at gays and shit like that and they think it was macho, uh, fucking bullshit stuff. I, I came down, uh, <laughs> we came down with some buddies of mine to pick up their paychecks and all, and we didn't know that 72nd Street in New York had become like Greenwich Village, right? So here's a bunch of Irish assholes, and we, we go in this bar to wait for our buddies to get their checks, and it's a mm-hmm. fucking gay bar. And we didn't know that shit. And we start shooting the shit and talking. We had a wonderful fucking night. Yeah, you had a good time. Guys yeah. with good senses of humor and shit like this, we had a whole lot of fun, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and when we were leaving, this one guy was like a beautiful motherfucker. He had like a beautiful face, like a fucking cameo and shit. And I said to him, I said, wow, man. I said, let me tell you something. I said, if you were a girl, I would fuck you, man. And he said, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> so romantic. But it was just, we were like really dumb, straight Irish alcohol guys. Yeah, apparently. You know what I'm saying? Did she fall for that line? I know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, when's your anniversary? We all had a big fucking laugh, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, they, okay. And, and the guys in my neighborhood... They were they were fucking weird, man. I got a pink shirt one time. Oh uh, right, Mr. right. Mr. B roll collar shirt. I had a charcoal suit and I'd put this pink shirt with my roll collar on. I'm oh, talking like Stalin. 1954, you know. And uh, I Which had the caps on my shoes. Which is when pink was kind of like a. <gasps> right? I, yeah, or I just I did my laundry with a pair of red pants in there. And they said. Jesus Christ, Carlton, what are you done now? Gone queer? Right. <laughs> you simple motherfuckers. Pink, pink is really yeah, popular in Sweden like right now. Out of the for Boy the Scout book. Well, it's a happy or, color. Uh, or they in thought addition, you were, there was something wrong with it. It was an amazing thing growing up. So in, in the Victorian like days, it. actually pink right, was right. a male color for male babies. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, light yeah. blue was for the female babies. because Isn't that funny? They thought, I wonder who switched yeah, that up. actually used to be red for men. And then blue for girls, and then the lighter colors. They don't even know what to do for fucking rules, and they tell the kids in school how to wear their hair. Things evolve. Things evolve. Thank God. (laughs) Thank God. Yes, things evolve. Speaking about evolving, right into 2020, I'm looking really forward. I'm so excited about Saturday, January. It's going to be a big, big party. What can I expect when I go, (laughs) Dan? DJ Dank. Well, you know, you're going to get a lovely fan. You're going to see some amazing San Francisco performers. Um, I mean, you know, we have a cast of um, 29 people. Scrumbly Coldman, who you know is one of the originators. He's worked so hard on this show with Birdie. They put it all together, featuring some of the 
greatest hits. The first time we sat down to go through the whole thing, it was like we got through oh. like two hours of rehearsal and we were all like on page seven of 40. Uh-huh. And I'm like going, okay, we might need to make this a little bit shorter. So there's just so much information to put in here. Well, but I... Scrumbly's really put his heart into this thing yeah. and it's going to oh, show man. and you're going to see uh, uh, live performances by these co- uh, 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 thrill peddlers. Uh, you're going to see the cockettes who are there in attendance on stage see. making comments and movies and special guest stars. Birdie, take it away. Oh, what else? Oh, no. Keep it. Keep it? No, well, I was just going to say it's it's going to be quite a quite a fabulous evening of tributes that the different but there's a movie there you there's just, there's movie segments you... there's some uh, oh, un, yes. unto before seen footage supposedly uh, unearthed uh, never before you know, seen of, nice. from different I sources even the moment, uh, from the for the cockets themselves and many of them will be there there'll be lots of tributes i th- i don't know i think they're There'll probably oh, be, be a Cockettes Day proclaimed by the city. You know, they have a Woodstock We're going to get y'all state and city recognition, here. as well as uh, sainting from the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Yes. Yay! We so love we're the sisters. Super, right we're going to be super official after this show. Oh, I mean, oh, I mean January 4th will hopefully from now on be Cockettes Day or something oh, like that. Wonder, so I, I hope so. Yeah. And then maybe we can make that a Let's tradition. Do this. Yeah. Let's do this. We'll be back here oh. in a year promoting our, you know, our first, you know, reunion. Yeah. And we're also going to take it on tour and bringing new people in. Oh. I think it's I think it's time to make Coquette Army, the Coquette Army. I'm ready. And let's nice. get out there, you know, dress the way you want to, whatever your fluid gender tells you yeah, you want to be. As yeah. long as I don't Let go through the ranks like Patrick fly. did, right? As long as I don't well, go through the ranks like Patrick it, did. It, well, you know, exactly. Well, make, <laughs> make sure you stay, stay, keep your stripes, keep those uh, chevrons, Carlin. All right, check this out. That's right. It's Saturday, January 4, 2020. Um, it's at 2960 16th Street. You know what? It's right near the 16th Street part. I know you don't got tickets. But even if you gotta be, just be close enough to feel the vibe. So, right? Show up out You can front. touch my show monkey. Be in the league light. Touch my monkey. Yeah. It's gonna be quite a scene. Yeah, and you never I, know. Keep checking those brown paper tickets because you guys might release a couple, right? After 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 Monday, we have a big meeting and we're gonna like kind of suss it out and see what we can do. But we're trying to make room for everybody. Um, you know, I get daily texts and messages of varying degrees of anger about oh. not being able to get. <laughs> about not getting able to get tickets. And I'm like, I'm, you know, it's like you sit there and you post like, we're running out of tickets. People get them. People are running out of tickets. I and mean, I guess people just don't understand. They Think don't about actually. School, and San Franciscans don't like see. to buy tickets they early. They hate buying tickets early. So they want to buy really it the day people of. people off right now. Right. Because but I know there have been many shows I've had sure like 20 seats sold I'm not sure feel like it on Saturday. So it's, it's weird. Dude. And they just have culture. such an in Instant lifestyle. Thing. So the fact right. that we're sold out, like buy tickets for so a far, dinner is like saying something. Three days before right. we doubled our ticket sales. Right. Okay. Can I get reservations for five a minutes five from now? A five-course dinner. I don't, yeah. I don't even have my outfit sorted out. I don't even oh, have my no. hair there done. There should be some glitter oh. and some. Just throw in some glitter. Tied You're as yeah, good as you are. I'll borrow some of Monica's Let's here. Let's <laughs> would tell you. Cockettes would tell you if uh, just if if you like it, if it speaks to you, you wore it. Right. And that's why you just you know you wore. Or one skirt, and then if you have another skirt, you just put that one on too. Yeah. And then you know, pretty soon you were in three skirts I, and I five to, necklaces. And I need to get into the spirit and go through the thrift stores. That's a good place you to could start. Do so that. right, so that's always the place to start, right? That's where well, you that's where you find your mojo. You, that's well, where when you people have to aura. drive to San Bernardino for a thrift store nowadays, well, San Francisco is taking them all away. If man. You, yeah, oh god, well, don't get me started on that. They are still yeah. in Everything. the city. It's just they're not. They they all. 
all the cool stuff got bought uh, out so you have to go to places like roseville I and know. you know when you're up on the right, i-5 you just pull right. over i grew up in texas when i go back there thrifting it's still a dime it's still a dime like, that'll be a dime i'm like oh my god thank you <laughs> so yeah here hold on can i do a selfie let's do a video of this we're live <laughs> so yeah no i that's great so i'm glad it's a throwback and i'm looking very excited well you know um, speaking of thrift stores the coquettes they, they, they dressed on this finery from the 30s furs crazy gilded outfits this that and the other and i asked them well where'd you get all that stuff and they said we've got it at thrift stores that's what was in the thrift stores back then so you actually they just went and bought it like we go to the thrift stores well, now and buy the it, stuff from the 80s and nobody wanted it really. yeah nobody wanted it so nobody, they buy even it. though it was very wearable yeah now, gorgeous everybody glamour. wanted something that spoke of the you know the new, new, 70s new. the new thing so you they know, took it made it they the avocado but no nose no nuke Right. So whatever you find in the thrift store that speaks to you, you wear it and be proud. Okay, so that's what I got to do. So I got to do that. That's right. I got to get to myself. I got to own it before Saturday, January 4th. That's right. And so, man, so what's what are you two really looking forward? I know there's a lot of a lot of people coming there. You how many number of people you said that are coming back? You think at 14 or 15 cockettes, 13, 14, last I heard. I'm not okay. quite sure. I mean, you get these rumors. It's like you know, say, sightings. Without telling, without you know, spilling I think we the saw beans, so and so. Without spilling the beans and telling us what the final season finale of uh, you know Game of Thrones is. Right. Uh, literally, tell us what you look forward to with this reunion. Well, I know it's everything, but I mean, is there something in particular? Oh, well, no, I'm looking forward. You know, we talked about it earlier. The multi-layering, the the fact that that you know, so many. If you think about it, our our grandparents, and you know, the one of <laughs> Rumi always is referred to as Tranma because he's mm. kind Aww, of the, the the grand grandma tranny of of a few, you know. Uh, generational people and the way that it all filters out. So yeah. it'll be exciting to see all those generations uh, cel- celebrating, celebrating the the, uh, the older generation. I don't know if we do that in today's society. As yeah. Much. We- so we have about five minutes left in the show. Um, I kind of want to uh, go back uh, in time a little bit and see what are some of the things, the ways that the coquettes have changed your life, your actual personal life, your way of relating to um, maybe your life purpose or even art. Which either of you want to take it? Well, I mean, for me, it's like um, it's it, it has been able. They're they've been an amazing gift for me as somebody who is fascinated with the arts, especially in San Francisco, and wants to can you know grow. And they have given me the ability to take on their their legacy and move on and make something for myself that I can continue on. Uh, as well as continue on the story of this and group. And make more art. And make more art and yeah. to perpetuate my existence in San Francisco and to step up as a big producer for a bigger show for me personally. Mm-hmm. When you ask what the most exciting thing for me is going to be is the lights go down and everybody has a seat and the show starts and there everything goes. And that's going like, to be yes, the most amazing moment of my life. Yay. But uh, when it comes Yay. to the show, um, my favorite Coquette song is Moonlight in Manhattan and Bambi Lake is going to be singing it and that will it would just be a time I want to stand there and cry for three or four minutes Aww. because it's going to be a truly amazing, touching moment because it's a beautiful song. Good for and you, And she man. does a great, yeah. great job interpreting it. Rudy Bob? Anybody well, who can't cry at a good emotional thing, I'm Irish, man. 
Yeah. So <laughs> I understand emotions. Cleanse it with tears, totally. To the skin. You always oh, cry yeah. at weddings. And when I'm touched by something, I cry fucking tears. And, uh,. Good. It's good for your fucking soul. Oh, yeah. Good for stress relief, yeah. too. It is good for yeah. your soul. It really is good for your soul, you can't for real. If you touched by something beautiful and something happening, Very healing. Uh, then you don't, you're you not into life. Right. It's well, good. The, it's healthy. The, hopefully, the, um, many moments that will be touching moments. Yeah. Certainly, yes. certainly oh, remembering. Yes. It'll be a happening. It'll be a true experience. It will be a we true happening. You're completely at, right on that. Yeah. We have them often at Levon's. Uh, and certain people will hit a groove. <clears throat> the Gypsy Kings mm-hmm. were there one night, and they hit a particular groove, and Los Lobos mm-hmm. was there. And uh, it just, things happen. Just You can't help it. It's well, and, I, and, I, and I'll kind of bring it back because we're getting close to wrapping up the show, but it, it's the same with a lot of artists. We need... It's really nice to have that synergy, that connection with the audience. Oh, you must have and, it. And, and then, other artists. And, and then other artists that have been in the room. I've performed on stages where Robin Williams been, and I felt like, you know, I don't want to be corny or whatever, but he was there. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And with these guys, I'm, you go into the room, you can't not be inspired by what's happening and be moved and be taken by it so i'm so very proud that you guys have spoken taken your time to hang out with myself oh we've had a great time exploration with monica and the edge of insanity it's awesome oh you know we can chat forever ask us back we we are going to (laughs) we are gonna ask you back because i want more live performances i want more stuff going on again absolutely thank you dj dank and and birdie bob thank you again for joining us i really appreciate it our pleasure now you guys don't forget it's happening that's right it's saturday uh january 4th at 8 p.m victoria theater and google it and find out where you can you know see it on itunes and because there's going to be a lot of things wonderful the dj dank is is putting together editing and that sort of thing that the show is going to keep going and going on i got a really good cinematographer to be working on it so wonderful and we our door is always open to you here um at the Mutiny uh, FM studios. And the awesome. studios. Matter of fact, I'm going to segue over to my buddy, my pal. Um, he's my neighbor. We're going to go right over to Mike Spiegelman with Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. What's happening, my friend? Oh, I, 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 oh nope, I guess I didn't get you. Try it again, my man. Yeah, I know you were. Oh, it's not that one, but I'm sorry. Any one of those will work. I'm sorry. One of the other ones. Yeah, I'm not sorry. I wasn't looking what I was doing, one. Mike. It's I'm always so sorry. There go he goes. It, Turn the mic on. Hi, Paul. Yay. Hi, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. So, yeah, so uh, we are on the next show on Mutiny Radio. If you're streaming live this Sunday afternoon, we are from 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We would love for you to follow us on our podcast. Easy to remember. It's called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch uh, movies that are on YouTube. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. And we watched about 45 this year. So we're going to sit down, relax, and discuss the movie review of the, of the year, all the films we saw. And why Jeff Goldblum's Twisted Obsession is the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> well, there you go. So there you go. Don't turn that virtual dial. He'll be right here on with Let's Watch. With your friend Carl. On Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Um, but that's it. And then 
Thank you again, folks, for being here. And Monica. Oh, so much fun. Oh, I thank love you. you, Paul Brumba. I love you, Monica Thomas. <laughs> and so if you, if you don't get the raw version, this is what we call the raw version. You can get it organically on muniradio.fm. But all roads lead back to me, paulbrumbaugh.com. You can get us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn apps. But the better thing is get the filtered, nice, tasty little version. <laughs> that, I do put oh, some good work into it yeah. to make it sound all professional and smooth and nice. She's got tasty little morsels and she have, takes in there. You know, little, you know, I have uh, little clips and, and stuff that I'll add. So thank you for listening to The Edge of Insanity, which you can also hear us on Sexploration with Monica. And that's also on Stitcher and iTunes and blah, 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 all the places you get your podcasts. But sexplorationwithmonica.com is a winner. And uh, also uh, iTunes and FeedBurner. So thanks so much for having me on The Edge of Insanity, Paul. Thank you for being here again, Monica. And thank you mistress for uh being here patrick we really appreciate we appreciate you being here my friend oh thank you man i always learn stuff i'm I got a lot to learn, and I love it. There you go. So um, you can check out everything. He's got books on Amazon, so check out everything Patrick Carlin does. Um, For myself, the Edge crew, Brandon, everybody else, you guys, Happy New Year. Woohoo! Yes, Happy New Year. End of a decade. And Patrick will bring the cockettes to you, I'll tell you. All right, man. Good yeah. luck with that. It's Maybe you can open the show for us. Maybe you can be the announcer. Yeah, oh, there in you the go. barn. Oh, I would right? love it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we'll talk later then. It sounds cool. All right. There you go. All right, you guys. Keep standing up San Francisco and beyond. Um, don't go away for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie, and I am out of here. Let's go, folks. And we're going to leave you with, I don't know, we're going to leave you a little bit of this <laughs> until we go. Bye, guys. Is it some car- cockettes? Of course it is. Yay! Peddler's Cockettes. Sunset and the sky becoming dreary. Intermingle, nonchalant and single.
motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 7FM. Test, test, Carl. Streaming live. Station. Oops. Sorry, right. we're messing two. up on Paul's time. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Muniradio.fm. Check it, check it, check it. <laughs> His song is really yeah, getting okay. old. Let's hear more of you singing. Podcasting. You can listen on the go. San Francisco. Radio. San Francisco. MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco, Radio, San Francisco, Radio, San Francisco, Radio, San Francisco, Radio, San Francisco, I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. And I started to do some thinking. Black, black, classic. Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse. Major Hulahad! She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st.
2020 coming up March. All right, Carl. Down to less than seconds. Carl? Carl, test, test. Come in, Carl. Carl? 